You're listening to the Bill Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. UND Hockey is ready for a deep run this postseason, and Midco SN has it covered from start to finish. Tune into North Dakota Hockey Central each Friday night throughout the playoffs for game recaps, analysis from Brad Berry and the team, and feature stories on the nation's best college hockey program. It's all on Midco SN. This is how we do sports, and this is the Bill Shapes Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast. We are taping this on a Tuesday morning, March the 16th. Alex Seinert, Build Shaves. Happy St. Patrick's Day Eve. Happy NCHC Frozen Faceoff Championship morning. Happy Bison Hawk Week. There's a lot going on right now in the world of UND Athletics, as there has been really for the last couple of months. Yeah, you know, Alex, uh, yeah, good good to be with you as always. Um you know, the, the absolute last thing you want to do, I know this, having potted with you now almost close to 100 times, is uh, talk about yourself. But at the end of the day, I thought it was a great <laughs> article um, by Brad Schlossman. And here's what I would say is that kind of embodied where we are, right? Like in a, as a broadcasting career, could you ever imagine that you're trading off all of these sports and and that's literally just a different way to look at it and and your preparation um, is going from literally hockey to football to basketballs to volleyball I mean it's just it that's it's who would have ever thought that really not me I, <laughs> that's uh you don't expect to have that type of a schedule but at the same time yeah fun to embrace it like we all are like this is sort of a unique one-off this spring and it's been really fun to get a chance to do all those sports and do so many cool, you know, events, big time events with, you know, teams that you really have gotten to know well over the years and people that you really respect. So, I, yeah, that was a really nice thing of Brad to put that together. Very humbling to hear nice people, people that you really respect say nice things about you. That's always a humbling situation. Yeah, it, it is. But it really it really just underscores um you know, just the amount of effort that everyone's kind of, uh, you know, putting in to try to get maybe some normalcy until hopefully we we reach some sort of an immunity as a country, right? Uh, and, and maybe we get back to what you know we 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 thought you know life was maybe back in 2019 to some degree. So, uh, but it, it's been great. Uh, you're right, busy busy week and uh, always kind of a um, great day when you can wake up. And you're playing for a championship. And, you know, by the time this drops, we'll have no, we'll, we'll know the results. Uh, we don't know it as we're potting right now. But, uh, you know, I, I, here, here's what I'll say, Alex. So when I got into this um, thing, whatever you want to call it is, right? Like this thing called <laughs> athletic administration. Yeah. I, um, and you, you probably had a similar thoughts maybe with the broadcasting side of life is I always wanted to wake up and be excited about a Tuesday and doesn't get any better than a Tuesday. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, grinding to, you know, a place where I was always, you know, kind of, you know, dialed in for Saturday or whatever. But I mean, you know, so you wake up and uh, to the ability for us to, to kind of hit the ice for the chance to win a championship is just a, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's special. It's special. And that's, you know, not not every day is going to be like that in either of our worlds or in the worlds of these young men that get a chance to go play tonight. But today is one of those special days. And it's it's been brought about because of, again, a phenomenal regular season and then back-to-back 
impressive performances. Obviously, the the quarterfinal win over Miami that UAD had in the frozen faceoff as we get into this was a good win. Six to two, they they were dominant. A goal 14 seconds in, two more right after in quick succession. They looked great. And then last night, in a late night, at eight o'clock start central time, they're playing a Denver team that was undermanned. And just to see UND never give up and just keep fighting when it would have been easy to get frustrated and to get the goal late off a deflection by Jasper Weatherby and then to win it in overtime. And, you know, you see guys step up. Obviously, Mark Sendon gets hurt midway through that game. The guy who replaces him on that second power play unit is Gavin Hain. And Gavin's the one that gets the game winner in OT. Just great to see those guys step up and have that type of a moment at home in front of what was, what, 2,500 fans, which felt like 11,500 fans in that building. It was an awesome sight last night for sure at the Ralph. Yeah, so, you know, as you're heading toward the one-and-done scenario of, of the regional and, uh, and you know, just uh, all of that, all of, you know, how that all goes into, you know, actually dropping a puck knowing that it's a game seven, right? And so at the end of the day, um, gr- great experience for this team. I mean, uh, you know, I thought Denver, you know, again, I, I know that they were short-benched, um, Day rest um, and good players on that bench. And, you know, I thought they played a really good, smart game and they found a way to score first and, you know, kind of played that sort of road game that you need to play. Um, and, and, but our guys, you know, showed some resolve and found, uh, you know, an interesting scenario where you're pulling the goalie with three minutes to go, which, uh, kudos to coach Barry. I mean, in a sense of having that feel, if you will, that that was what it was going to take. Um, and then kind of had a couple timeouts in there. So you're able to kind of continue to load up with some, some of our guys. So all that to be said, uh, yeah. And then to win it is a uh is something that you know now you've got that in the toolbox as you head as you continue the march literally toward uh i guess the ultimate goal great point about brad pulling the goalie i thought it was a really great coaching performance by both david carl and brad berry last night because dave starman mentioned it on the broadcast denver had all their top guns, really. I mean, the guys they were missing were more third and fourth line guys, guys that were kind of out of the lineup more often than not. But they were smart enough to know once they got the lead, kind of in soccer parlance, let's just kind of park the bus and play on the counter. And they really kept everybody back. They packed the house inside and they tried to beat UND on the breakaway. And they got a couple of good opportunities. And if not for Adam Scheel, it could have been 2 nothing or 3 nothing if some of those chances go in. And then, as you said, Coach Barry, just pushing all the right buttons, knowing what guys to put out there in different situations, knowing when to call those timeouts to get things set up, taking that risk. I mean, Dean Blaze-esque of pulling the goaltender a little bit earlier than you normally would to give yourself an extra opportunity with an additional attacker on the ice. And he said it in the postgame. Hey, we, we hadn't been able to, to score against these guys in five on five. And why not at this point? This, this feels like the right time for us to get our top guys out there, win and draw and keep them hemmed in. And that's just what they did. And they were able to take advantage. And now, like you said, this is going to pay dividends, regardless of what happens tonight against a very good St. Cloud State team. 
they're going to take this and move forward as they go on to Fargo and the Midwest Regional and hopefully to Pittsburgh and the Frozen Four to have the belief that you can come from behind like this and pull something off in overtime. You love sports because it gives you those building blocks as you go. This was a big one for this team on their quest for a national championship. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, it, it, the other the other um I guess the other piece of that puzzle, and you you touched on it a little bit, Alex, was, you know, you take someone out of your lineup like a Mark Sendon uh, that it, it makes you have to readjust real time in the game. And, you know, he's on what, PK1. And so at the end of the day, that's that's always kind of a challenge. And so you've got that going. And um, I don't know, it just it had a feel that. This is one of those um, experiences for each each team is its own in their journey, and it feels like that one could pay some dividends down the road. Could, could, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Could probably will, <laughs> if, we're, if we're honest. But yes. Big win last night over Denver. Again, they'll play for their first Frozen Faceoff Championship tonight against St. Cloud at 7.30. Of course, again, as you listen to this, you will likely know the results. They will find out who they will play in the Midwest Regional come Selection Sunday on March the 21st. So be sure to tune into ESPN in the afternoon to find out how those seeds will shake out. And then the West Regional, or the Midwest Regional, excuse me, in Fargo that UND is hosting will take place the following week. March the 26th through the 28th, and they'll figure out those dates when it all comes together on Selection Sunday. Hockey in the midst of it. I should ask, Frozen Faceoff in Grand Forks, awesome. I mean, this has been awesome, right? This single elimination deal that we've been hosting at the Ralph. What are your impressions on what it's been like to host this entire tournament, Bill? You know, so the three... The three individuals that are certainly leading the charge in, in various ways, I, really the fourth individual is Josh Fenton. So so let's start with uh, Commissioner Fenton uh, off to the side. But between Jody Hodgson, Eric Martinson, and Steve Westering, you know, the, those are the three that have, you know, shouldered a lot of the leadership of of trying to figure out how to operationally operationalize this tournament and um yeah it's i think it's gone as well as you could uh hope for and uh and so obviously we've got the one game left and uh you know i give a lot of ton of credit to the leadership of of uh of commissioner fenton and and kind of how we started the season and sort of how we're concluding the season and uh no small, no small feat here for sure. And you know, the other thing too is, Alex, um, that that probably goes unnoticed because I guess if you're so dialed in to the actual tournament itself, you know, our women's soccer team had two home games this past weekend. Yet they had to kind of maneuver some things because they're they you know they locker room out of the Ralph as well. We had high school basketball tournaments that were going on, and our actually our two basketball programs vacated their locker rooms so that they could have high school teams in there so that they could not infringe upon anybody at the Olympic. And so those are the kind of the behind the scene things that you start thinking it's just a hockey tournament, but there's a lot of other pieces of the puzzle and, and I'll say willingness on our staff's part to make it as good as it can be. 
Well, it's been a tremendous spectacle on the ice, and it's been impressive to see how it's come together off it as well. So again, kudos to you and to the Ralph Engelstad Arena staff for making this happen. And again, the product on the ice couldn't be better. I mean, they've played six games so far. Five have been decided by one goal. Two went to overtime. The only one that wasn't a one goal, again, was UND blowing out Miami, which we'll take. So it was, it's been a pretty good couple days of hockey, and we still have a championship game to go. UND football, which again is continuing to roll here this spring. They're number two in the country right now, Bill. And and they get number four North Dakota State this weekend. They're coming off a 38-21 win on the road in Macomb. Again, another double-digit win for Bubba Schweigert and the guys in which they imposed their will up front, played good defense. This team's been incredible to watch. And now they get a great test coming up this weekend against the Bison in the Fargo Dome. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so, Alex, it's been since 2002 that we played a conference game against the Bison in Fargo. And so 2003 was in Grand Forks, but 2002 was in Fargo. And so at the end of the day, again, we've said this before, it's been a generation. And so just, you know, the excitement of being in the same conference and it makes a big difference, right? I, I mean, so, and again, I think we all have aspirations, even our program at this point in time, you know, we know where the bar is and, um, but uh, almost like our hockey team to some degree, there's grander visions than just this Saturday. I mean, and so now we want to go down there and play very well. And uh, I thought, you know, we took a, a, a gigantic step this past Saturday because, uh, you know, the last eight games, we we're one in seven on the road. And uh, certainly that's not, um, you know, it's hard to win on the road for sure. And it's going to be incredibly hard to win in the Valley. But I thought our guys did a really good job sort of understanding what they were giving us early on because I think we had to loosen them up a little bit, but then we found a way to run the ball and you run the ball and you control the clock. Those usually are, are, are good signs. Good game planning and then good execution. I mean, that's it. Like you go to plan A and it's not quite working and you take what the defense gives you. And all of a sudden you've got what, 544 yards of total offense or whatever the final number was. And yeah. your freshman quarterback is the offensive player of the week in the Valley and has a new career high passing and, and they still, again, they still rushed for over 200 yards in the game. I just, they, uh, they have just found something with this offense. And it's been so much fun to see these guys succeed. The offseason work that this team put in to get ready for this season has been incredible. It just mm-hmm. the jump from where we saw in 2019. When they were good, they were a playoff team. And now they've become, at least through the first four weeks of this spring season, one of the true elite teams in the entire FCS. That doesn't happen without a lot of hard work in the offseason. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, um, only halfway through. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think we just have of to course. be. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, but you have to like what's transpiring right now for sure. Uh, you know what I thought was interesting, and I'll attribute it to uh, Jack Michaels with a conversation that he had with uh, Bubba um, after they got back to Grand Forks which was touchdown, let's just say, at about 8.30 Central. He just said, well, this is about the time we'd be kicking off in the big sky. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so you think about that. That's a little underrated piece of the puzzle, right? To be in the region that you're playing or in the time zone that you're playing. Um, You know, you, um, you you almost get a day back. I mean, just just think about that, yeah. and that those are that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So, um, yeah, I, we're excited about Saturday, but um, I, I think for for many of our alums and uh, and former 
players and in coaches this is kind of what it's it 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 used to be and will be and uh so let's go it's going to be a lot of fun. 2.30 in the Fargo Dome. It's a game you can watch live on Midcoast Sports Network. We get to take the show on the road and be down there and broadcast that game. We have a pregame show that starts at 2 o'clock. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of hype. You know, it's number two in the country versus number four. It's this old rivalry that's been going on for well over 100 years. So many great memories. But like you said, it's been a long time. For, uh, these players were born, a lot of them, 2000, 2001, you know, 02. Like, they, they were infants the last time these two teams played as conference rivals and the last two meetings, of course, in non-conference, you kind of have to, th- and Bubba even talked about this, you almost have to throw those out because the stakes are so much higher now and the programs have evolved since 2015 and 2019. I liked his line yesterday in the press conference when Bubba mentioned, so the question was, you know, do these weeks when there's so much hype and, and there's all this exterior stuff, do they grind on you or, you know, do you kind of just want to get to Saturday? And he's like, this is, this is what you play for. Like, you love this. If we didn't have this, what are you doing? And it was, he was joking about it a little bit, but like, this is, these are the types of weeks that you become a college football coach for, that you become a college football player for and why we are fans. That's what makes it so much fun. But along with the fact that each week potentially continues to get bigger too. And exactly. so, so all, all relative to understanding, you know, this team has put itself in some position right now, which is great. But at the end of the day, you still have four exams left. This is just one of four. And so it's still really only 25% of what's left. And as we know, you know, with three of four on the road, um, there's a lot of work to be done. And so I, I, it's not lost on the coaching staff. It's certainly not lost on our team, but, but you only take one test at a time. And so, <laughs> so, so, so the test yeah. is this, this Saturday at two 30, you can't take the Youngstown test too. So you, you, you only get the bison test this week. Yeah. And that's another one too. It's the biggest game of the week. Cause it's the only game of the week. And so, and again, win or lose, again, it's not going to mean you win a national championship. If you win this game, it's not going to mean that you're a bad team. If you lose, this is just like you said, the the current test that will come up. And as a UND person, I think we all hope that they pass that test, but it's going to be fun to see how they fare against uh, a team that has won a lot of national championships in the last decade. You know, the, the, the last thing I'll say is, you know, on the, on the football side in the Valley, uh, we, we knew how deep and talented the Valley, uh, is right. I I mean, it's just, I I mean, it's been incredible over the course of really the last uh, decade or so. And, and I think it has been the top FCS, uh, conference in the, in the country, but I would also say the CAA and the big sky are, 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 are pretty good. And so the tests, that this team endured in the big sky, um, I, I think has served well for us in the, in the Valley. And it was kind of like, well, how would you go about the Valley? Well, I would always say in the big sky, you know, this just in you're over three time zones and one weekend you could literally be in a snowstorm and the next weekend you could be in 75 degree weather. Then the next weekend you're in altitude and, and, and that could be literally three weekends in a row. And so I think this program has been prepared for it to go in there, but we were eyes wide open knowing how difficult this, this, uh, this, this league is. Yeah. Against some of the best teams in the country as well. I think that's the other thing. Like you've got that travel element and the differences in, in all the, the geographical challenges that the big sky presents are compounded because 
these are all t- these are top 10 teams. I mean, Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, Weber State, down the list. There are no easy outs in the big sky. And I think that's people in the Valley. I'm not sure always totally understand that. And that, that it's not, this isn't I, I, this isn't I, an easy league that you, you that you and these been playing in here I've for the last. I've seen it from both years. sides. I've seen it from yeah. both sides, and I I can incre- I can appreciate the level of football in the valley, but the travel is 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 not what it's at in the Big Sky. It's just not. It's not. No, I think we're all thankful that it's a 75 mile trip down I 29 here this weekend. Amen. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, that we don't have to worry about some of those. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. arrivals back in Grand Forks like we had uh, in, in years past. So I, for one, am happy about that. That's a nice thing. That's yes. a nice thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, big one for football this weekend. Again, best of luck to Bubba and the guys. Huge game coming up. But again, not a, not a season-defining game. Certainly a lot more to come. As, as the guys would say, we want more. And there will be more to come after this week once it finishes up. Correct. Uh, hockey's playing for a championship tonight. We had a champion crowned on the cross-country side this past week. The Summit League cross-country championships took place over in Macomb, Illinois. Tremendous showing for both the men and women. The women finished second as a team, their highest ever finish. And then Patrick Kipkemboy, who's a sophomore originally from Kenya, first year with the program, just goes out and wins the individual championship bill. Not too bad for Christine Engel and company to have that kind of success. Pretty good weekends. For the cross country program, we were really excited about that, and obviously had a chance to run in uh, Stillwater uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, you know, what a just a great opportunity! I mean, you really think about it. Um, I can't imagine as a uh, as a track athlete uh, having the opportunity, literally, to be at the starting line with the best of the best. And so, uh, um, good for Patrick. Uh, awesome that he represented uh, the Summit League and uh, the University of North Dakota. So we're we're excited about that. Um, excited about where Christine uh, is. Uh, knock on wood, taking the program, and uh, we just got to keep building on it. Yeah, she's done a phenomenal job. And just her second year, like you sort of forget, she really just got here and really just sort of took over that program not too long ago. So awesome stuff on that. We'll be looking forward to see outdoor track begin here with for too long. Uh, Other sports in action as well. Soccer picked up a split against North Dakota State this past weekend, the first of three weekends in a row that Chris Logan and company will be at home. They're three and three right now. They take on Denver this Friday and Sunday, Kansas City the following week. Thoughts on soccer right now. Love the ladies on the pitch. They're doing well. Yeah. Um, played outside in March. Um, that's, <laughs> I can't, I'm still getting my head around that one. Uh, that it's amazing what kind of weather we've had this spring, but uh, kudos to our facility staff to getting the, uh, um, the field prepped and ready to go. And uh, yeah, you know, a couple one goal games uh, over the weekend, they could have gone either way. And uh um, and so, you know, we've got our work cut out for us against Denver coming up, but, uh, lots of opportunity ahead and we're, we're in the mix. I, I'd say at this point, we're in the mix. Um, but we got to find ways to, uh, um, you know, uh, get some W's, uh, if we want to make the postseason. Yeah. Some big matches coming up again. Top four, make the summit league tournament. <laughs> Hopefully the snow stops. <laughs> the field can be good to go here this coming weekend. Uh, softball. Don't need to worry about snow when you're in Florida. They've been down in Georgia and at the University of Georgia Classic this past week. They're in Florida this week. They get to play the Gators tomorrow on the SEC Network. Some big matches for them against South Florida coming up. Uh, eight and thirteen right now. Again, playing some of the best teams in the country. Bill. Yeah, I, you know, uh, congratulations to Coach Stevens becoming the all-time wins leader in the uh, in the softball program. And so, uh, yeah, you know. I, 
our team has played pretty darn well uh, coming out of literally Hislop. Literally. Um, and so uh, to be able to go and, and play some of the, uh, I'll call them Southern teams, uh, pretty neck and neck, which is awesome. And so uh, and it had some good results. So uh, bodes well for us when we uh, come back home. And, and again, hopefully our field will be ready and we can get some games in here in Grand Forks as well. That's always the hope, isn't it? Uh, incredibly, the, the sojourn to the Sun Belt is just about over. We, we start Summit League play March the 27th against Omaha. That's in Nebraska. Hopefully, again, you never know with the spring, but it would be fun if they could get some games a little closer to home here uh, in the weeks to come. I guess the last thing I had on my list, just a quick look back, I guess, at the Summit League Basketball Championships. Obviously, the men d- were lost in the first round, a tight game with Oral Roberts, who ended up winning the whole thing in the ends and are now a 15 seed moving on to March Madness. Great tournament. I mean, really fun down in Sioux Falls. Obviously tough that our teams didn't get a chance to have any type of prolonged time there. Just your thoughts on the Summit League this year, Bill, in a new location without fans. What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought the conference did a nice job, uh, you know, moving it over to the Pentagon during this unique year. And I, I thought that uh, it worked out very, very well. Yeah, our, our men's team seemed like uh, we got behind 8-10 to 10 and then just couldn't couldn't quite catch up and, you know, give Oral Roberts credit. They went on and, and won two more games after that as well. So uh, they'll represent us. And, I, you know, I think they have a puncher's chance against Ohio State. You know, when you've got the nation's leading scorer, uh, you know, you're going to have to account for him for sure. And so, uh, you know, they're dangerous. Uh, I thought the game, the, the championship game was was interesting. You know, a ta- <laughs> tail the two halves yeah. for sure. Yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, but at the end of it all, uh, I think uh, – I think they'll they'll account uh, make a good accounting uh, of themselves, and I thought again our our on the on the lady side having two representatives uh, uh, again mm. into the tournament, you know, just gives us um, the idea of where we need to go as a program. And uh, I'll say uh, completely not lost on this desk for sure. And uh, uh, as to where you know where we need to go and uh, and you know what needs to happen, uh, but uh, you know more to come on that maybe on a future pod. Look forward to chatting about that in the future. Yeah, for the South Dakota and South Dakota State women to make it again for the second time in three years that we've had an at-large team. I mean, that's incredible for a mid-major program, a mid-major conference to all of a sudden have the kind of clout that the Summit League has developed. That's the conference that UND is in. So it's certainly the, the level of competition is high and that provides great opportunity. And we, we're excited to see how that all plays out now in the uh, in the weeks to come. No doubt, and and I know that you know I this this pod's going to be a little bit shorter than most. Unfortunately, not a B side today. Uh, we're sh- kind of shoehorning this one in between a, a few <laughs> things that we've got going on. It's a busy week. It is a busy week. It's a busy uh, week. And then the other pieces, obviously, there's some uh, you know tennis conversation we could have, and even golf's at some stage, but maybe yeah. a future pod. When the weather's when it feels a little nicer outside. Then we can transition more to the golf and the tennis slash when we have a little more time. But yeah, best of luck to all of our UND teams that are competing. A lot are this week. Going to be a really fun week for UND Athletics, Bill. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you what. And again, I I, I can't reiterate this enough. Um, Incredibly special feeling when you have an opportunity to play for a championship when you wake up. And so, uh, you know, I think all of us connected to it kind of uh, all get those butterflies to some degree and uh, should be a a fun, fun uh, game tonight. St. Cloud's really, really good. um, And they've had a great season. And so uh, uh, but our guys will be ready. 
You love to see it. Well, we will see it tonight. As you listen to this, you will already know what happened. Hopefully you're listening to this and have a smile on your face. Like, oh, they don't even know what's going to happen tonight. So, Bill, excellent. You can get on with your busy day. Always great to talk to you. Have a great week, okay? Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. He's Bill Shaves. I'm Alex Seinert. Our producer is Cassie Niles. We want to thank you for listening. We'll be in touch soon on the next edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast. <laughs>